48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Benjay. The top stories. Health authorities have locked down residential blocks in North Point, Tungchung and Ma On Shan. Cathay Pacific has fired two aircrew members over non-compliance with COVID protocols. And a medical expert has said that those who are unvaccinated may be banned from more premises if the inoculation rate doesn't go up. The government has declared the Namtin building in North Point and two blocks of Albany, Albany Cove in Tongchong to be restricted areas and ordered all residents to test for COVID-19. The North Point lockdown, though, does not cover a restaurant on levels 1 and 2 of the building at 275 Kings Road. Robert Kemp has more. The exercises began just before 7pm and the government said it expected them to run for about 12 hours. Authorities have set up temporary specimen collection stations within the areas with the aim of testing everyone within six hours. The latest lockdowns follow an overnight exercise that began on Friday at Grandeur Court in Tinsoi Wai. Health authorities are concerned that Hong Kong may be on the brink of a new outbreak, this time involving the highly infectious Omicron variant, following the first community transmission here of the virus in months. Health authorities have also locked down Block 6 of Villa Athena in Ma On Shan. Cathay Pacific has announced that it's fired two aircrew members who are suspected of breaching medical surveillance regulations. The airline's announcement comes a day after Chief Executive Carrie Lam summoned its chairman and CEO to express the government's strong dissatisfaction over violations of the company's isolation rules. In a statement, the airline said five of its aircrew have tested positive for the Omicron COVID variant in recent days, adding that an investigation into these cases showed what it called a serious breach of protocols by some of the crew members. A government advisor on COVID vaccination says those who are unjabbed may have to be barred from more venues, such as wet markets and supermarkets, if the government fails to encourage more elderly people to get jabbed. Ivan Hung from the University of Hong Kong was speaking a day after the government announced that its vaccine bubble policy would be expanded by the Lunar New Year. Under the policy, people wanting to enter venues such as restaurants, gyms, cinemas, beauty salons and libraries will need to have had at least one COVID jab. Professor Hong said Hong Kong needed to boost its vaccination rate to 90% from the current 72%. For elderly, if unfortunately if they will not receive the vaccine, they will not be able to have access to certain places, uh, including restaurants, uh, including library. Uh, where, you know, it's important to protect them because these are places of high risk that they can actually contract uh, the virus. But it doesn't cover, like, uh, wet market at the moment? Not at the moment, but I think in the future, if necessary, I think they would need to tighten up to to wet market, to supermarket, or even to to a park. In order to protect them, they, they would have to get vaccinated. Top microbiologist Yun Kwok-yong says his progress in developing a nasal spray vaccine to fight COVID has been extremely slow because Hong Kong can't produce its own vaccines. The Hong Kong University academic made the comment on an RTHK program. He said although his team had made the seeds for the vaccine two years ago, a lack of investment meant that there had been little progress since. Separately, Professor Yoon also said authorities should improve ventilation requirements for places such as schools and restaurants, and a comprehensive reform was needed for contact tracing. 
Hong Kong has reported 17 new COVID-19 cases, 16 of them imported, and the other a possibly imported case. The Center for Health Protection says the possible case is an airport ground crew staff member who lives in Tin Wai, where there was a lockdown overnight. The center also said it is investigating an importer case involving a 28-year-old female who tested preliminary positive for COVID-19 with the N501Y and T478K mutant strains. The patient, who is a local aircrew member, lives in Nam Tin Building in North Point. She told health authorities that she had stayed at a friend's home at Tower 6, Albany Cove in Tongchong since December 29th. And on to the weather, mainly fine and the weather will be cool tomorrow morning. The outlook, sunny periods in the following few days. Currently, it's 17 degrees Celsius, the humidity 79%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is now 5 minutes past 11. Three mainland astronauts aboard China's Tiangong Space Station have been chatting with youngsters in Hong Kong, Macau and Beijing via video conference to mark the start of the new year. The trio are on a six-month mission to help with the ongoing construction of the space station. Damon Pang reports. The Hong Kong sharing session was held at the University of Hong Kong. One of the astronauts, Wang Yaping, says this was the first time Chinese astronauts spent New Year's Eve in space. She expressed the hope that young people would join their team and take up historic batons in space. A University of Hong Kong postgraduate student who attended the event says she was able to learn more about the lives of the astronauts in space and how they plan to build a better space station so China could become a strong aerospace nation. I feel the exchange brought us students closer to the astronauts. We got to know more about the spirits of aerospace. The student added that she wanted to follow their example and work hard in her own research. Police in northern India say a crush that killed at least 12 people at a Hindu shrine was triggered by an argument between devotees. 16 others were injured in the incident at the Mata Vaishno Devi Temple in the Jammu and Kashmir region. Thousands of people had gathered on the first day of the new year at the cave shrine among India's most revered pilgrimage sites. This eyewitness blamed police for the disaster. The police was very responsible. They did not put up dividers in the area outside. They mixed those coming out of the shrine and those going in. I saw it with my own eyes. Police pushed the pilgrims and also waved buttons and blew whistles to intimidate. This spread panic and there was a stampede in no time. The authorities had capped the number of visitors per day to 25,000 due to the pandemic. Stampedes at religious gatherings are not uncommon in India when large crowds gather with few safety or crowd control measures. A law approving assisted suicide in Austria has taken effect. A court ruling last month stated its ban breached fundamental human rights. The BBC's Bethany Bell reports. The legislation allows chronically or terminally ill adults to make provisions for an assisted suicide. The law will be tightly regulated. Each case will be assessed by two doctors, one of whom has to be an expert in palliative medicine. Officials say the government has also allocated funds to further develop palliative care to ensure no one chooses the path of death when there are other possibilities. 
An online platform has been launched in Tunisia for citizens to make their views known on reforms proposed by President Kais Saeed ahead of a constitutional refer- referendum scheduled for later this year. Here's the BBC's Sebastian Usher. The day of a constitutional referendum in Tunisia has been set for July the 25th, which will mark the first anniversary of President Saeed's dramatic assumption of full executive powers. He suspended parliament and dismissed the prime minister in a move that took the country by surprise. In the month since then, he's continued to exert unfettered control, but has appointed a new prime minister, the first Tunisian woman to hold the post. Parliament is to remain suspended until the end of a year when fresh elections will be held. The president is keen to present his actions as responding to the demands of the people for real action to revitalize the economy and tackle corruption. The state funeral of the South African anti-apartheid activist Archbishop Desmond Tutu has taken place at St. George's Cathedral in Cape Town. Archbishop Tutu died last Sunday at the age of 90. President Cyril Ramaphosa delivered the main eulogy at the Requiem Mass. Archbishop Desmond Tutu was without question a crusader in the struggle for freedom, for justice, for equality and for peace, not only in South Africa, the country of his birth, but around the world as well. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Health authorities have locked down residential blocks in North Point, Tongchong and Maon Shan. Cathay Pacific has fired two aircrew members over non-compliance with COVID protocols. And a medical expert has said that those who are unvaccinated may be banned from more premises if the inoculation rate doesn't go up. The news from RTHK. Thank you. 
Jack Jones and Aura on RTHK Radio 3. I'm so insecure, I think that I'll die before I drink. And I'm so caught up in the news of who likes me and who hates you. And I'm so tired that I might quit my job, start a new life. And they'd all be so disappointed, cause who am I if not exploited? And I'm so sick of 17. I'm over this teenage dream. If someone tells me one more time, enjoy your youth, I'm gonna cry. And I don't stick up for myself. I'm anxious and nothing can help. And I wish I'd done this before. And I wish people liked me more. I feel like no one wants me And I hate the way I'm perceived I only have two real friends And lately I'm a nervous wreck Cause I love people I don't like And I hate every song I write And I'm not cool and I'm not smart And I can't even parallel park All I did was try 